Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. One of our most active users, we reached out to him specifically and just said, hey, can you tell us why you're using it? And the first words out of his mouth were, you changed my life. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name is Carl Robinson and this episode is all about voice banking on Alexa. So in today's conversation, recorded on the 20th of December 2019, you'll hear me talk with Stacey Zuniga, the VP of Financial Services at Enercom, a fintech provider of intelligent interactions and customer authentication for banks and financial services companies. But we're also joined on the line by Kelly Burdett, the Senior Vice President of Digital and Product at Bank Independent, who are Enercom's customer. And it was really a privilege to have both the technology provider and the client on the call at once discussing how voice banking was implemented on Alexa. Great to get both perspectives on the project. In this episode, we discuss some of the rationale behind the project. So Kelly explains that really it was to compete with other banks and stay ahead of the curve as much as anything. But they both explain the many benefits of voice banking, including greater accessibility, improved convenience, a greater human connection, even increased security in some cases. Stacey explains some of the challenges he faced when building financial grade authentication with the platforms, how there was really a two-way street in terms of information exchange and, and some changes indeed as well in order to integrate the voice platform with the existing systems in the bank. We also dive into some of the security issues in voice banking and voice payments. Uh, we discuss some of the latest technologies such as voice biometrics, what's missing in the ecosystem, what's coming next, and stressing the importance of multi-factor authentication as well. So it was a really interesting episode to talk to both of them, and not least because it concerns a service that we'll all be using in the not-too-distant future. I've got another great conference to put on your calendar, a fantastic two-day event organized by Bradley Metrock and the SCORE publishing team. Uh, it's presented by Mercedes-Benz, and it's your chance to witness the union of voice-first technology and the modern car. Now, as you know, these are two hugely impactful technologies that combined will transform the way we move around our environment and access services in this new decade. It's all happening on April the 7th and April the 8th, 2020 in San Jose, California. Uh, if you want to get more information on the lineup, you can go to voiceofthecar.com. And uh, right now, Voice Tech listeners get 30% off with the code VOICETECHCARL. At the event, they're going to cover all sorts of issues surrounding voice in the car, conversation design for the car, voice first gaming in the car, how to market voice in the car to the consumer. Uh, it's going to be a, a wonderful event. Uh, remember, Score Publishing is the team that brought us Project Voice. So if it's anything like that, then you're really in for a treat. Uh, so if that sounds like fun, uh, go to voiceofthecar.com and use the code VOICETECHCARL to get 30% off. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are now only available for free for a limited time after release. You can get all the full episodes at voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. By becoming a Voicetech Pro, you not only unlock access to the entire back catalogue of episodes, but you also get exclusive content made just for Voicetech Pros and get to hear the episodes weeks before everyone else. Voicetech Pros also get episodes with bonus questions, no ads, and high quality sound. And best of all, you get that warm fuzzy feeling that you're supporting the show, helping to ensure that I can keep producing episodes like this one. So in a nutshell, if you want to keep the podcast alive, 
get more content, get higher quality content, and get it before everyone else. Open your web browser and visit voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. Great. So I'm on the line with Stacey Zuniga, the VP of Financial Services from Enercom, based in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the USA. Enercom's a fintech provider of intelligent interactions and customer authentication technologies for banks, credit unions, credit card and payment companies. They use web, mobile, SMS, email, and chatbots, voice bots, etc., as well as harnessing AI, voice biometrics, and technologies of the like to offer an omni-channel self-service experience that includes conversational banking. To give you an idea of the scale, they process more than a million customer interactions and automated data transactions every day. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, but we're very lucky also to be joined on the line by Kelly Burdett, the Senior Vice President of Digital and Product at Bank Independent, a locally owned community bank serving folks across North Alabama since 1947 and a client of Enercom. So Stacey and Kelly, welcome to the show. No, thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you both on. It's a kind of a rare thing to have both a technology provider and a client on the call at the same time. It's going to be brilliant to get both your perspectives on the project that you've done together. Before we jump into the, the case study of deploying voice banking for Bank Independent, Stacey, could you kick us off then? Give us a bit of an idea of what Enercom does, the kinds of clients you work with and the problems you solve. Sure. So Enercom has been a, a company has been around for over 30 years and helping financial institutions typically with voice engagement over the phone for banking. In recent years, taking that technology and the investments made in that technology and created a platform that is more of a software as a service platform. So some of our larger clients early on kind of basically in, in their investment in our company in terms of revenue really funded our ability to take our technology, make it available to customers of any size. So community banks and credit unions is our focus bringing different engagement technologies to them so that their end users, their account holders and members can engage with them in any channel. And through that engagement, we can help raise the level of customer experience, engagement for the institution to the individual and let the individual engage with the institution in any channel they wish. Very interesting. Okay. Give us an idea of the, the kinds of solutions that you implement in these banks. And, and have, you done, have you rolled this out across many different banks or is the bank independent project something, uh, something different to what you usually do? Oh, well, Bank Independence is one of the, the front runners with us in terms of taking new technologies and rolling them out. And Kelly can speak to that. But the, they're the first institution to roll out Alexa banking, for example. So most, most of our engagements with banks and credit unions is to provide engagement technologies for retail banking, meaning consumers engaging with their accounts, getting balances, transferring funds, making payments, doing bill paying, those types of things. It's really extending what they've already done in the past on other channels, what you've done on IVR for voice banking, what you've done on internet banking, what you've done on mobile banking, and extending what's appropriate in those experiences to a voice-first engagement level with something like Alexa, right? They're the first to do that with us, and we have several others that are coming on board. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that's a, that's a good intro. Kelly, let's, over to you now. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your bank, first of all. Could you just explain a little bit, what is a community bank? How is it different to a, 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 you know, the other kinds of banks? And then uh, introduce the project that you, you did with, uh, with Enercom. Sure. I'd be happy to. Thank you for the opportunity to, to share today. Mm, you're welcome. Bank Independent is locally owned. We're a privately held institution here. Our physical presence is strictly here in North Alabama. 
So we cover the Huntsville, Alabama market, which is uh, very progressive. Lots of growth happening there from whether it be NASA, from a cybersecurity perspective, the auto industry, just a lot of things happening there. And it's uh, one of the largest STEM, science, technology, and engineering markets in the United States. And so we've got an incredible customer base there. And then we also service those that are in a more rural customer base. So we service all types of customers that's in our physical footprint. But then we also have customers in 38 states across the United States. While we have these physical presence with our branches and everything locally, we also work very hard to make sure that we service these customers that are remote in these other states from a digital perspective as well. So that's the exciting part is that as we have grown over the 70 year history of our bank, it is our joy that we make sure we're making a difference in people's lives, not only locally, but as far away as Alaska. We've got customers in Alaska as well. So that is our goal is to continue to make a difference in all of their lives and through the financial space. Okay, so it's making sense to me. That, so that's one of the, the big reasons I imagine you want to improve the accessibility of your services through voice interfaces and one of the drivers behind uh, developing an Alexa skill. Tell us a little bit about the project then. So what, what does the Alexa skill that you guys have developed do? And what was the what was the, the thinking behind it? Sure. When we first started our conversations with Intercom, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't even know what to do with it, really. I think Stacy said it best is that so we started with the thought of how can we take our typical telephone banking system that's, you know, that technology has been around for <laughs> for it seems like forever. And so we were like, how do we repurpose that into modern technology and modern use cases? Mm-hmm. So partnering together with Intercom as our fintech provider there and really a true partnership here. We were the very first one to come out with a fully functioning Alexa skill in the community bank space. Now, some of the larger institutions, the international banks that are housed here in America, or even some of the, a couple of the super regionals, they were already doing some of this, but really we felt like our customers were longing for that as well to be able to say, hey, if a Bank of America or a Chase would have this type of service, why can't we I see. And why can't we have the same type of access to your systems? So, so it came from a customer need. They actually, uh, the customers approached you and, and asked for this, or you were proactive and thought, well, we need to get ahead of this before they do? It was really more of a pro- proactive because of our customer base being very tech savvy uh, mm-hmm. and, and especially our newest market, which is the Huntsville, Alabama market. We felt like we needed to make sure that in order for us to compete against the larger institutions, especially from a tech perspective, we needed to be pro- proactive in this space. So when I say fully functioning, that's the differentiation between us and some of the other banks or credit unions that have that. They may have an Alexa skill, but it's more informational sharing, like where are we, where's our locations, what's our hours of operation. We really wanted it to be truly, as Stacy said, an extension of our other tools that we offer to our, whether it be mobile or online or telephone. So they can log in and get account information for me personally. I've got a college-age daughter. And so, you know, what's the question we get from her? Hey, dad, I need some money. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, then I can go walk and just by walking through the house, pay Alexa, transfer money from my account to my daughter's account. So those are some of the use cases that we have. And we're continuing to expand that. In fact, we're working on some other use cases right now to expand uh, as far as card management for the debit cards, the credit cards and those kind of things as we continue to move forward. I see. Okay. So you focused on the, the, the most common actions that people perform on their accounts. First of all, you men- implemented those. And then now you're looking for the more advanced features to put those in as well. That's correct. Okay, great. Stacey, tell us a bit about the, the project from your side then. What, what was it like to create an Alexa skill for a bank? 
Were there any particular challenges that you had to face? And what advice would you give to someone who's who's uh, looking to do the same, who's, who's taking on a project to this size? That's a great question because there is a specific answer that, that it's really got nothing to do with, with how we build this skill. It has to do with there's multiple parties involved. And the thing you have to look out for, the difficulties you run into is the larger companies involved. Let's talk about Google and Amazon, right? Amazon is the company that is the keeper and the approver of, of these skills. And so is Google on their side uh, when we go to that side of the house. But Amazon, this is their first real step into a retail banking application type of thing, right? In my past, I, I did this for mobile apps with Apple when they first had their app store open. I did it for banks. And it's the same type of learning curve with working with Amazon, going through their approval process, Amazon not understanding how everyone thinks they understand how a bank works. And I'll say that just exactly the same way. Everyone believes they understand how a bank works. When you work with community banks, that's when you learn how they actually work. And, and each one's a little different from another one. And you can try to define a process for which you want to bring on these skills, right, for Alexa or whatever. But these skills for getting the weather has total different requirements than the skill for your banking. And we have compliance issues. We have enrollment issues. We have linking account issues. We have all these things you have to do and be compliant with on our side. And actually, I was walking Amazon through the process of some of the times you, you have to change the way you're thinking because this is not a weather app. This is not a joke app. This is not a trivia app. This is banking. And there are some things that the banks are already doing to link accounts that maybe you have to adjust your expectations on how you link accounts, right? That's just one example. And going through that approval process with Amazon and it, different iterations, that's really probably the most complex part of working new technologies into banks is if there's a third-party provider like an Amazon or Google who has to approve these things and has a certain expectation on their side of how the system will work and we have to really kind of match the expectations and, and the realities what a bank needs right so does that mean that there were there was pushback on the on the platform side on the amazon or google side because you weren't meeting their standards or was it the other way around did you need things from them that they weren't providing up front and you had to That's work with funny. them to implement it's, that? Kind of, it's kind of both it's kind of both so yeah. they have an expectation that you're starting from scratch they don't realize that a bank might already have a method for linking accounts for mm. example in Kelly's case, Bank Independent was already linking accounts through a methodology in order to enable their voice banking on the phone. So they already had a system for that. And so there's some things that instead of confusing users, like it's a brand new system, you have to create a new PIN number, you have to do all this new stuff. Sometimes it's easier to let them allow them to use what they already have. And so it was sort of both. We had more things than they expected. Amazon's system wasn't really built to take in an existing system like what we had. At the same time, you know, there are some things here. I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, 
such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews, and you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.